Hey guys, John Chandler from Forever Contender here, coming at you with instant reaction from UFC 271, which just wrapped up. Uh, this is the first kind of podcast we've done uh, here on Substack, so I just want to give a quick shout out to them for making it quick and easy uh, for me to be able to do this. I've never done any kind of podcast before, so super easy for me to record it, super easy for me to upload it, so thank you to them. Uh, and just want to give you a, a thank you to all my subscribers uh, and people that have followed us on social media, reached out with support. Over the last two weeks, um, it's been amazing, and I cannot thank you enough. We launched literally two weeks ago to the night uh, that the last Bellator event was, uh, and in that time, you know, a couple dozen subscribers, some paid, which has been amazing. Uh, you know, a bunch of followers on social media have all really helped to get this thing off the ground. So I can't thank you enough. Um, you know, really encouraging to kind of you know get this thing going. So definitely appreciate it. Um, but going back to UFC 271, so Israel Adesanya is still the UFC middleweight champion. He retains the belt with a unanimous decision win over Robert Whitaker. Uh, scores are 48-47, 48-47, 49-46. Uh, super close fight. A lot closer of a fight than I think anyone really imagined after the first fight that they had when Adesanya knocked him out. I think it was October of 2019. Um, so again, uh, super close fight. A much different fight than the first fight. Uh, Adesanya certainly won the first round. Uh, he dropped Whitaker towards the end of the round, so definitely have to give him the nod there. I thought that Whitaker won the fifth round clean. Um, he took Adesanya down a couple of times, even though Adesanya was able to get right back up. Took his back at one point, um, outlanded him, I thought, with a couple of, you know, some jabs and some lunging left hooks. Um, you know, so it really comes down to those rounds two, three, and four how you score it. Uh, me personally, I actually thought that Whitaker did enough to win the fight. Um, but, you know, certainly not going to argue if anybody, you know, scores the fight for Izzy. It was a fight that scores seemed to be all over the place. Even when I was checking online, you know, thinking to myself, is it crazy that I think that, you know, I think that Whitaker could be winning the fight? Um, no, because other people thought the same thing, but there were others out there that you know, gave all four rounds to Izzy going into the fifth round, which I thought was crazy. Uh, considering you know the, the the takedowns and you know the time spent against the cage in the middle rounds, uh, you know even though it wasn't very entertaining, you know you have to you have to say it was effective in terms of control um, for Whitaker. So really depends on how you view those rounds. Um, you know, super close fight, uh, but it comes down to you know the old adage: to be the champ, you have to beat the champ. And did Whitaker you know decisively beat? Israel Adesanya? No. The answer has to be no, considering it's up for debate since we're talking about it, about it now. Uh, so, super close fight, but Adesanya is still the champion. Um, as far as what's next, it looks like it's going to be Jared Cannonier. He knocked out Derek Brunson in the second round uh, with a crazy spinning back fist, elbow combination, um, impressive performance, impressive finish. Uh, he had Brunson looking off balance from the start. And it's clear cut that he's got to be next after this. He, you know, got Dana White's attention after the fight, told him that he wanted the title shot in the cage, and it seemed like Dana White agreed. So I'm assuming that's going to be next since Adesanya won his fight as well. Uh, not a lot of depth at middleweight. You could argue that Sean Strickland could potentially be next. Uh, but, you know, after him, you know, going the distance with Jack Hermanson, I think, you know, Kananier's more impressive performance. Uh, you know, with the knockout of Brunson is going to be, you know, what gets him the title shot. So it'll be interesting to see when they do that fight, probably later this year in the summertime, maybe. Um, as far as what's next for Whitaker, I'm not sure. 
Um, you know, it's it's two losses to Adesanya now, so I'm sure the UFC is not going to be you know too keen on trying to get him back in the in the title picture anytime soon. Um, you know, do you have Whitaker fight Strickland next? Maybe. Um, you know, but then again, if if Whitaker beats Strickland, do you want to just get rid of another? fresh face so quickly uh, in a division that doesn't have, you know, very many people that Adesanya hasn't already fought and beaten. Um, so it'll be inter interesting to see what they do with Whitaker next. Uh, maybe a tune-up fight, maybe Marvin Vittori. Um, one idea I even had was, you know, Chris Weidman. He's coming off of injury, you know, reportedly is, you know, wants to try to be back, you know, by June. I'm not sure if that's the, the greatest idea, you know, considering the crazy leg injury he had last year. Um, you know, but that's a fight between two middleweight champions that never happened. You know, could be fun, and it's the kind of matchmaking I think the UFC might consider. So we'll see what happens next. Uh, Tai Suivasa, my God, the biggest win of his career, knocking out Derek Lewis out cold, face planting him with an elbow. Two knockouts at on this card uh, having to do with elbows. Uh, Jerry Kandinier and then Tai Tuivasa knocking Derek Lewis out well, uh, with an elbow in the second round. Uh, he hurt him in the second round, but with uh, I believe it was a, an uppercut, uh, and then just you know took advantage, pointing it on until he finally knocked him out with the with an elbow. Um, and you know, crazy fight, crazy fight. Once they once they you know finally got going, it was kind of a slow start. You know, both guys hesitant. No surprise there. You know, considering both have power, but when they both when they both threw, I feel like my heart stopped because it was scary. Just the amount of power that was coming through. I thought both of the, both of them should have knocked out the other, you know, earlier in the fight. Um, so crazy fight as everybody expected. And Tatuivasa, biggest win of his career. It's crazy to to think about where he is at now, considering you know I think it was during the pandemic the UFC cut him or he came out i don't know if it was ever actually officially announced or you know anybody officially reported it but Tuivasa said himself at the time that the ufc you know told him that they were going to release him they brought him back ended up bringing him back because they needed a short notice replacement and here he is uh you know we're here in february 2022 so you know a year and a half or, or so later and he's won five straight fights um, and, you know, as far as the heavyweight division goes, it's a, it's a crazy gap between him and Lewis. Lewis is ranked third. Uh, Tuivasa was ranked 11th. So it'd be interesting to see where they put him next. But, you know, he's put himself in line to be, you know, taken seriously in the heavyweight division. You know, get a huge fight in his next fight. And that's coming off of, you know, essentially being cut a year and a half ago. Just insane to think about the turnaround that he's had. Crazy. Um, going on, you know, going down the rest of the main card, uh, you know, Hinata Mokano, a, a win over Alex Hernandez. Uh, it's funny that Hernandez was complaining earlier in the week about his placement on the card. He was uh, a preliminary bout, uh, until, you know, the, everything happened with Alex Perez and Matt Snell. So they ended up moving this fight up to the main card. Uh, he looked strong in the first round, definitely won the first round in my opinion, but, we kind of caught him with a nice combination, stunned him, and then, you know, went ahead and secured the submission and got a win. Uh, second straight win for Moicano, thinking that he might return to the top 15, uh, you know, at lightweight after this, just because it was a big win, and Hernandez was ranked, I believe. Uh, I'll have to check on that. But a uh, big win for Moicano, taking advantage of, you know, having the extra spotlight on him with the fight moving up to the main card. And then uh, Bobby Green, 
also victorious, won a unanimous decision over Nazrat Akparast, uh, scores of 30-27 all the way across the board, super accurate, uh, crazy, slick, fast, unstoppable, really jab that he threw at Hackprast all night. Uh, Hackprast, you know, did a great job of, you know, continuing to come forward, never stopped, kept throwing with power. He just couldn't stop the jab and was getting picked apart all night long. Uh, but Bobby Green, who looks amazing. Um, and I want to echo John Annick's statement after the fight, saying that he wishes that Bobby Green could headline an event. Uh, I think it's time. <laughs> to be honest with you, he's exciting enough. He's got enough experience. He's got a name. The Houston crowd was going wild for him. Um, he's got the personality. You know, he's put in his due. I, I, I would agree with John Anik in his assessment. I think it's time that you give Bobby Green the chance to headline a card. You know, maybe a UFC fight night later this year. I don't see, you know, why not considering some of the guys that they have headline events these days. Anyway. Um, that wraps up the main card. Just going, you know, through some preliminary fights really quick. Not going to go through them all, but just going to point out a couple ones. Uh, Andre Arlovski continues to defy Father Time, forty-three years old, and he now is on another win streak, three-fight win streak. He beats Jared Vandera uh, via split decision. Uh, scores of 29-28, 29-28, and then obviously 28-29 in favor of Vandera. Uh, it was a not really supposed to be a split decision. I thought Arlovski won. The fight 29 28, it was pretty clear. Um, you know, he did more on the feet, mixed it up more with leg kicks, body shots, you know, shots to the head, just kind of kept Verander off balance and didn't really allow him to get set to be able to throw combinations. Um, you know, just a, a veteran performance, you know, from Rolovsky again, who has now won three fights in a row. Uh, was it five of his last six, I guess? And here we are once again. Uh, another career resurgence for Andre Olavsky, and I guess it begs the question: What do you do with him next? Because, you know, he's not ranked in the top fifteen, but it's heavyweight. You know, not a not a huge dearth of guys there, so he may be after this. You know, by process of elimination. And what do you do with him? Uh, it's almost the same situation that we found ourselves in with him. What 2014, 2015, 2016, when he started the wind fights and then ended up, you know, almost uh, get it working himself towards a title shot. Um, you know, I think again for Andre Olavsky after this, you're going to see him in a notable fight if he wants it, just because he's worked his way up to it. Um, and he certainly deserves it. Just amazing to see him, uh, you know, 43 years old, not losing a step, um, you know, continuing to come back, uh, work his way back off of losses. Um, you know, it's crazy. Another one for him, uh, split decision, and another a split decision win for Casey O'Neill as well, who defeats uh, Roxanne Mataferi in her last fight uh, as a professional uh, via split decision. This was another split decision that, just like the Orlovsky fight, should have been a unanimous one. Uh, I did not give Mataferi a round. I don't think that any seen judge should give Mataferi a round, and we'll go into the judging in a second. Uh, but Casey O'Neill de- you know, defeats Roxanne Mataferi via split decision. Uh, Casey O'Neill remains undefeated. She looks like a stud. She's only 24 years old. The sky's the limit for her, really. Um, I, you know, I like her attitude. I like her aggression in fights. I feel like she brings, uh, something different to the table, a pressure, uh, that you don't normally see, uh, in, you know, in women's fights, kind of, uh, you know, a, uh, a cyborg, a, uh, Joanna Jacek type of pressure. Um, so it'd be interesting to see, uh, where, where she goes. 
Um, but she wins a, a you know the la- the last fight of Roxanne Montefiore's career. She hangs it up uh, after the fight. She you know confirmed this was her last one, and she placed her gloves in the center of the cage. You know, which basically means uh, I'm done. You know, a very honorable martial way to go out. Um, <clears throat> just wanted to say a little bit about Roxanne Montefiore. Um, she was one of the first fighters that I actually ran into when I first you know started covering the sport. She's been around since 2003. Um, and, you know, I feel like she doesn't get a lot of the respect that she deserves because she's a very soft-spoken, you know, nice individual, doesn't have a bad thing to say about anybody. And it's vice versa, the same thing. Uh, rarely will you hear a bad word about Ma- Roxanne Mataferi at all. And, you know, really, nor should anyone have one because she's, you know, generally one of the, you know, the great people in the sport, one of the nicest people out there. But, you know, just wanted to say, you know, thanks, thank you for everything, um, you know, as far as, you know, the entertainment and what you've given us in, in your career, um, you know, almost 20 years, you know, she was at this. And I, and I just wanted to point out, she's one of the pioneers of, of women's mixed martial arts and, you know, one of the OGs, so to speak. And there's not many of them left out there. You know, her, Misha Tate, some of these older fighters. So, you know, as as they move on and as we kind of have a changing of the guard, you know what I mean? It's just kind of one more... Uh, one more pioneer that's kind of out the door as we, you know, kind of give the sport to the next generation. So, uh, you know, just want to give a little shout out to Roxanne Montefiore, uh, you know, appreciate, you know, everything that she's done for the sport, a heck of a career, you know, starting out in Japan and just you know, fighting, you know, Japanese savages, to be honest with you, girls that were way more experienced than her, way older than her, um, you know, but spending a lot of time in Japan and, you know, you know, cutting her teeth and then moving on to all kinds of promotions around the world. Jules, you know, Cage Warrior, Strike Force before she ended up, you know, in the UFC and Invicta for the rest of her career. Um, you know, but again, great career, never won a championship, didn't really come close. Um, you know, but as far as, you know, an impact made on the sport, definitely a positive one for sure. Um, moving on elsewhere in the preliminary card, um, other bouts of note that I just wanted to mention. Uh, Black Diamond, Israel Adesanya's teammate at City Kickboxing, uh, did not fare too well uh, in his fight. Uh, had a very bizarre start to the fight where he was running around the perimeter of the cage. I guess he wanted to get some momentum to maybe bounce off the cage and try and move or something, uh, but ended up tripping and falling. I thought he almost broke his ankle. It was a crazy sequence. Um, but it was just bad foreshadowing. Um, he was immediately taken down by Jeremiah Wells. Seemed like a fish out of water and was, you know, s- submitted, uh, put to sleep with a rear naked choke in the first round. So uh, th- that debut of Black Diamond, I don't think it went how he wanted it to go. I don't think it went uh, how anyone expected it to go. Uh, but Jeremiah Wells picks up a, a big win uh, over notable prospects uh, at welterweight. Um the fight between Douglas Silva de Andrade and Sergey Mozarov was crazy. Mozarov was destroying him. Won a 10-8 round in the first round easily. I uh, looked like Andrade was, you know, completely out of the fight and then came back, uh, rocked Murazov and then took advantage and, you know, snuck in a rear naked choke and put him to sleep as well. So two back-to-back, uh, you know, technical submissions on the prelims. Uh, I, you know, fight of the night, I would assume it's got to be that. Uh, Andraj and Morozov just because the exchanges, the back and forth, the wild comeback, uh, you know, definitely a contender for fight of the night if it's not uh, for sure. That was entertaining as heck. And then, uh, you know, the star of the prelims really 
Kyler Phillips. Uh, man, this kid is going to be a stud. You know, sky's the limit. Really high ceiling. Only 26 years old. He he dazzled. To be honest with you, he flashed different looks offensively at Marcelo Rojo that you know just kind of left him guessing and kept him off balance. And then eventually he finished Rojo with a, a triangle armbar in the third round, uh, which is sort of rare. I think I believe it was only the eighth such instance in UFC history uh, of the triangle armbar. So it just goes to show how many guys have to switch to either a triangle or an armbar to get the finish. Uh, but he picks up uh, a big win. So uh, last thing I, I will mention is uh, the judging. Obviously, it was mentioned that the adesanya Whitaker fight was close, and on the uh, Arlovsky fights, the O'Neill fights, the split decisions shouldn't have been unanimous. Uh, Judge Robert Alexander is the is the culprit. Both times in these fights, he you know handed in scorecards for the losers, uh, and you know, and they shouldn't have received scorecards in their favor at all. Um, it was uh, Aaron Bronsetter of TSN uh, did a little digging, and it looks like uh, Robert Alexander is a uh, aerospace engineer out of Houston. I'm not sure exactly what he's doing judging MMA fights. Um, I know that the state of Texas judging has always been a little sketch, going back even to the Elite CDs back in 2007, 2008. Uh, I can remember, so it's no surprise, you know, that nothing's changed, and you know they're still dealing with these kind of issues. When the UFC event, you know, has events out of Texas, um, it's just crazy that this guy is a judge, you know, uh, and a former fighter or somebody that's actually involved with the sport um, isn't. So hopefully that's something that they will figure out sooner rather than later because this is the second consecutive UFC event where the judging has been a little questionable and decisions have been handed in that make absolutely no sense and you have to ask what what fight are they watching uh you know so we'll see what happens there but overall ufc 271 great event uh super exciting you know fireworks like we thought it was going to be uh, again israel adesanya retaining the ufc middleweight title with a close hard-fought gritty win over robert whitaker uh who now has to go back to the drawing board and we'll see what is next for bobby knuckles I'm not sure. Uh, but I just want to thank you guys for listening. UFC 271 instant reaction. I will have a post up with the full recap of the event, as well as a notebook of, from the post-fight press conference coming up over the next day or so. Uh, so just keep an eye out for that. Uh, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks.